Hey everybody, welcome to Climb the Ladder for our 33rd episode presented by Washed Up Network. I'm your co-host Hunter and my equally good-looking twin brother Duncan is sitting right here next to me. Thank you to everybody who's been tuning in each week and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and Spotify. As always, let's climb the ladder. Hey everyone, welcome on to another great episode of Climb the Ladder. We're so excited to bring you some baseball updates, a completely baseball-focused episode with, of course, a little bit outside the diamond to wrap it up um, as we have a two-week preview going for Super Bowl 55. So we're excited that baseball's around the corner. We're excited for a great wrap-up between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, of the NFL season, and sports are just rolling. So what do you say, Hutch? Kick it off with um, a few memorials of some greats that have come before us. Yeah, just in this first month of January, as we've started 2021, we've had a few sad passings. Um, pretty notably, I think our last episode or two weeks ago, we talked about the passing of longtime Dodgers coach, two world, two-time World Series champ, champ Tommy Lasorda. So rip to him and his family. Um, and then very notably, um, since our last episode, last Wednesday, um, we lost a baseball great, Hank Aaron, who did so much for the game. He really changed the scope of what to expect. He crushed home runs, beat Babe Ruth's record, kind of transitioned us into the modern era of baseball in these last 40 or so years. Yeah, it was pretty cool just reading a bunch of the memorials and the thoughts um, of him from players and coaches that either knew him personally or just admired him over the years. I mean, he he was such, like you said, a trailblazer of of just who he was, the modern home run era, um, obviously leading into people like Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds and just the, the people that we all know uh, now in the last 20 or 30 years. So, um, Thoughts and prayers with his family and definitely a great that will be missed. Um, another one, uh, slightly younger, was Pedro Gonzalez, uh, 83 years old, and he was actually the first Dominican-born Yankees player. So definitely a notable loss. Um, a lot of people that have kind of made the way for this next uh, generation behind them, but definitely one that will be missed. Yeah, a couple, couple others that we've already lost this year that maybe haven't made as much spotlight. Tom Acker. He was 90 years old. Don Leppert, he was also 90 years old. He was a second baseman for the Orioles back in the 50s. Wow. So Crazy couple, to think that those guys that played way back then um, still around today. Yeah, a couple of guys that, I mean, kind of started off baseball. Like mm-hmm. There were still teams being developed and everything. Yeah. The 50s was, was huge, um, especially coming off of World War II. I mean – yeah. Talk about America's pastime. Everybody wanted to go to the stadium, rally together and unite yeah. on something. I, I would say it seemed like the 50s, 60s kind of transitioned us into the modern era of baseball. Yeah. Well, one more uh, that we'll pay our respects to is Don Sutton, who was age 75. 
uh, Hall of Fame pitcher, and he spent the second half of his career as a broadcaster. So, you know, he's got to appreciate those guys who played the game, but more importantly, give back to it uh, in the broadcast booth because there's nothing like the insight from somebody who's been there, who's done that, um, and really knows what they're talking about. So uh, rest in peace to uh, Sutton and prayers to the Sutton family. Definitely. Well, um, if you guys listened to our last week's episode with Noah, or if you didn't go check it out, but there was a ton of moves happening around the league and that has continued. Yeah. We're excited uh, to announce that Kike Hernandez uh, is officially moving from the Dodgers over to the Boston Red Sox on a pretty awesome two year deal. Um, Last year he spent time really at all the positions. He's a, a big utility player um, over the last six seasons. Um, and he had a 240 batting average, uh, 312 slugging and 425 on base. Uh, last year, he had 68 earned over his career, 68 home runs uh, and 213 RBI. So he's not the guy that's going to bat in that four or five spot, but he's definitely going to get on base and he's definitely going to um, make some noise for you. So that's a big move for the Red Sox uh, to get a big utility guy like uh, Kike Hernandez. Yeah, that's huge. And continuing with moves around the league, the Nationals had another transa- transaction. I think we talked about them last week as well, but they acquired Brad, Brad Hand, a three-time All-Star. He got a one-year, $10.5 million deal. Um, so just some of... Uh, his stats and stops over the last few years. He spent the last three years with Cleveland. He was with the Padres um, for a couple seasons, and he started with the Fish before that. Yeah, he was even with uh, the Marlins back before they were the Miami Marlins. So in 2011, uh, the ripe age of 21, he started (laughs) out with the Florida Marlins. Um, for anybody out there that remembers them back in 2011, the big Marlin logo before it was the M. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good classic teal black and white <laughs> colors. Um, he definitely didn't start out too hot in his career. Um, he had some higher ERAs and uh, not that many wins and losses, um, especially not that many wins at the beginning. But um, in 2019, he was six and four as a starter. Uh, with a 3.3 ERA, which I think is pretty respectable these days. Obviously, you want to work on getting that down a little. But then uh, in 2020, the short season, he went two and one with a 205. So um, you can definitely not ask for a better performance there, especially with the lack of preparation. Um, 16 saves uh, last season in the short uh, the short 60 game season alone. So wow. he's definitely got potential for the Nats. And I think that they signed a good one. Um, he is pretty old as far as a pitcher's arm goes uh, entering into his age 31 season. Uh, but I think that if, you know, he proves himself this year, we could see an extension on that one year, $10.5 million deal. Yeah. And kind of like we talked about with the Nats, I mean, they, they might be contenders again. They're kind of coming off of a slow, uh, kind of a slower post World Series victory, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, also it got messed up with the COVID twenty twenty short season. So, um, yeah, they could bolster their roster and really get back at it. Another uh, another update still in the making is the Mets still want Bauer. So yeah, I think it's big. between the Mets and the Blue Jays still. 
That's crazy. I know that the Blue Jays were really putting their hat out there, but they're really trying to land uh, Trevor Bauer because, I mean, what an arm he's got, what a player he is. Um, he doesn't bring a lot of baggage. He doesn't have a bunch of drama following him uh, outside of the game. And so I think he's definitely a solid player that you want in your clubhouse and someone uh, that whoever lands him, Mets or Blue Jays, is going to be a really, really solid squad. Definitely. And this is interesting. Just happened for the first time in seven years, the Yankees and the Red Sox completed a trade. Yeah, I couldn't believe when I saw that their last trade was in 2014. So Adam Ottavino uh, signed a three-year, $27 million contract with the Yankees um, ahead of the 2019 season. Um, and it looks like, I mean, he was pretty valuable uh, in the Yankees bullpen the last couple seasons, less than a, a two ERA and 73 appearances. So um, definitely somebody that you want to look out for. And then um, the short season didn't treat him as well, uh, but it looks like he is going to make a splash for the Red Sox. Yeah. So um Looks like they also got Frank uh, German. He was on a, a smaller contract. I think it was only for around 800000 But, you know, sometimes those guys that you've never heard of or they have a smaller reputation uh, end up being the best ones in the clubhouse. So that should be an interesting trade to see how that plays out. And maybe we'll get another one within the next seven years. Yeah, that's crazy to think. I mean, everything that's happened in seven years, we were juniors in high school. Yeah, crazy. Um, so, yeah, just... Uh, rivalry that goes back I mean almost a whole century so yeah or wait mo century not millennium right century, century. Yeah, yeah yeah um something that I'm excited about yeah exciting update on spring training training right around the corner um suppose pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in three weeks which I cannot believe is already here yeah we're at the end of January so that's exciting stay tuned to see if that actually happens uh, because there was a letter released yesterday or today from the MLB Players Association, um, and it says that players and teams should be ready to go. Uh, however, it looks like the Cactus League is putting in for an appeal uh, because of rising cases in the county in Arizona where the Cactus League plays. Um, it looks like there is some concern regarding COVID numbers, um, we'll see if the vaccine has an impact on that. We'll see if the Sunshine League down in Florida has an impact on that. A um, lot to take into account, but right now the MLB is saying, hey, we see you, we hear you, but there's precautions put in place for a reason. And as of right now, please expect to go to work on in three weeks. So, yeah, and it's interesting because um, – where both of the leagues are in Arizona and Florida for spring training. Neither of those COVID numbers are looking very great recently. But then you look at two weeks on February 7th, the two Super Bowls in Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, something's got to give. The MLB said, hey, plan on showing up until you're here. Otherwise, I feel like classic MLB, it'll be like, literally a week before like players have already packed yeah. their bags probably like flown down there maybe getting accommodated they all probably have uh vacation houses in those areas anyway right right and then manfred will be like 
mm, nah, let's do let's do Memorial Day, yeah. which has been thrown out uh, in speculation by some. So we'll see what, what happens. I mean, if we could just do the entire 2021 season, or at least to start in those two locations, and then if everything opens back up and gets better, like we want to go to Safeco for – Right. some games in Seattle, but also we just want the whole season to happen. We don't want yeah. all these skewed stats again. We want 162 games worth of stats. Yeah, I think that, I mean, if it's any notes from, they had a fairly successful season last year other than some hiccups by the Marlins and some other teams that had to take a hiatus. The NFL played all of their games successfully. Um, some were postponed, and I know that it's easier to reschedule less games than a whole series, but – the NBA is doing it successfully. The NHL had a successful season. If the MLB can implement the right safety precautions, get everybody through spring training, act like that's a bubble, and then successfully prepare the schedule for them to go and have a successful season, I don't see any reason uh, why they don't just press forward and and really try it out. So hopefully we'll see that happen in three weeks and, you know, I'll be repping a Jersey when pitchers and catchers report. Yeah, for real. Well, and just on another note, I think we talked about fans at games in some sort of capacity, I don't know, a month or two ago, but think even if you did 25% capacity, I mean, you've seen all these NFL games, there's fans in Kansas city, there's fans in green Bay. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Seattle, there's only 25% of fans anyway. Right. Like, let, let us make a run. Some... Let us let us be there. Let's I know. See what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, uh, we're going to jump into some segments because Super Bowl 55s are in the corner. Um, but before we do that, our segments are always brought to you by Apex Koozie. Uh, Apex Koozie, our favorite koozie. Nice double-walled insulated koozie. They make one for the skinny can. They make one for your normal can. Uh, get your hands on one of each because they're only $5.99. And then you can use our code WASHEDUP, W-A-S-H-E-D-U-P, for 10% off uh, your total purchase. So make sure you jump on apexkoozie.com. That's apex, A-P-E-X, koozie with a k.com and make sure that you hop on and grab one or two of your koozies uh, with the warm weather right around the corner just have to say uh, we love their skinny can koozies bud light seltzer just came out with a lemonade mm. man can't decide to put one of those in there gotta gotta like that um you kind of have to stay on top of the seltzer game I because you are coming out with so many. Another I, new one, Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. They've got like a cucumber lime, uh, like a peach pear. So uh, some people have come out and just tried to match the white claw flavors. I say be innovative. Yeah. Try it out. I mean, you can just – I mean, it's also better than all those random LaCroix flavors. Mm-hmm. Like alcoholic seltzer, way better. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I think if LaCroix – used the same flavoring and the same amount of bubbles same amount of bubbles yeah lacroix just you smell it and you start burping Mm -hmm. yeah so get your hands on an apex koozie have to say you guys know we love miller light Mm. miller light said they will not come out with a seltzer like all the other guys interesting yeah because off the top of my head michelob bud light uh coors corona natty 
I mean, kind of all the big and players. Then, well, that's just the beer ones. Because then you have White Claw, Truly, oh, yeah, yeah. San Juan. Yeah, and um, you've got a ton out there. I mean, yeah. Bon Viv. There's, yeah, yeah, everyone's just trying to slap a different label on them. So stay tuned for your seltzer updates uh, in your skinny can Apex koozie. Also, have to say we do love our Kiko's coffee and tea to get the day started. Mm. We love, we get their whole whole bean blend. Can't go wrong. Five pounds at a time. Oh man, five pounds at a time. What a deal. It was, it was so good. And we can get you guys in on an even better deal. We can get you 16% off. Yes, one six percent off with code CTLW at Kiko's Coffee and Tea.com. Yep. Hop on there. They actually, uh, as of yesterday, got a brand new uh, tea kind of partnership, I guess. And I don't drink a lot of hot tea, but if I was going to drink some, I would drink that one. It looks phenomenal. Um, Just bursting with flavor. But again, as some coffee guys, can't beat that medium dark roast. Five pounds at a time, 16% off. You're looking just around 50 bucks. Very competitive pricing and I mean, outstanding flavor, such good flavor. Also just have to say on the tea note, it hasn't got above like 35 degrees, but I am looking forward to when the weather warms up, make some iced tea, maybe a little lemonade, a little Mm. Arnie Palmy with the Kiko's tea side of things. Yeah. Can't wait. Really excited to bring you some updates there, but without further ado, let's get into our favorite segment and one that is very exciting for the next two weeks. We're going to hop outside the diamond. Yeah. So we have the table set. I don't know who's the home team, so I don't know if I'll say it in the right order. I mean, location wise, Tampa Bay is the home team. So I wonder if it is. Wouldn't that be wild? That would be. Well, let's start out. Table is set. White usually takes it. Table is set. Chiefs versus the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay, Florida. This is the 55th Super Bowl, and this is the first one ever that one of the contending teams is playing at their home stadium. I just think it would be wild if they weren't listed as the home team. Looks like they are listed they are. as the home team according to ESPN. So kickoff at 4.30 on Sunday, February 7th. It will be aired on CBS. And if you're wondering about the spread, looks like we're looking at a KC minus three. So wow. Tampa at home with Tom Brady uh, driving the bus is actually the underdog going into this I game. I think I looked today and – Bucks money line was like plus 165. Okay. So, I mean, I would throw close. a little bit on that because I mean, you can't count out Mahomes, Kelsey, the whole team. You can't squad. stop Tom. No, you really can't. So. We're big football guys. We're big baseball guys. But when it's football season, we're in full swing, um, especially because our Hawks are out. So we have, we have no dog in the fight. So we just want to see a good matchup. Yep. Um, one more important note, uh, if you are a betting person, over under, we've got 57 and a half and two very stout defenses. But at the same time, I will say, I think that the score is just going to skyrocket on this game. Yeah. And I did hear a narrative change. So if you think a couple of years ago, when the Seahawks took down the Broncos with Peyton Manning, arguably best number one defense versus number one offense that season 
and the saying always goes that defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. It's kind of flipped a little bit. You see really good defenses, but you see better offenses. Yeah, so I think these are two high caliber offenses. I think I agree with that. I think regardless of how good the defenses are, this could be a last person touching the ball wins the game. Um, The only thing that I watched recently on ESPN plus was a detail by uh, former Baltimore Raven, Ed Reed. Um, Mm. Very good analysis of the defense uh, from the divisional round last week. And he had a lot of good insights on how the Rams lost just because of defense. Um, so I will say defense makes a big difference. The Bucks, even though they had Tom Brady, had some outstanding plays on defense against Drew Brees and the Saints in the divisional round. So if you really want to see a good insight to a, a championship caliber defense, definitely check out that detail by Ed Reed on ESPN Plus because it definitely grounds you a little when you're looking at defense winning championships. But I do agree. Um, Mahomes versus Brady is going to be electric. Two solid running attacks. And I think we're going to have a good game on our hands. It's going to be a good match. Seems like we always, whether it's the Natty, whether it's the Super Bowl, we always have at least one red team. So I was going to speak on the colors. We have two Super Bowls in a row with primary red teams. Mm-hmm. Hate yeah. to see it. I don't yeah. know. That's just a lot. I think Red even if you had old. two blue teams, that's different. Like, like for example, it wouldn't be because they're both NFC, but like the Giants blue is a lot different than the Seahawks blue. That is good, even though. Even if it was like Bill's Seahawks, right? that would be a lot better than these two Reds. I mean, these two Reds are different, but the Chiefs are like It's better than the red. Niners Chiefs. Yeah, that true. was tough. Yeah. We needed the black Niners. Yeah. The pewter uh, helps a little bit in that kind of orange accent that the Bucks bring. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll bring you updates as as things shift, as the uh, interviews start to happen during Super Bowl week. But we're excited for a sunny Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah. Also pretty cool. Shout out to healthcare workers and frontline first responders. Yeah. They just announced that there will be 7,500 tickets given out for free to vaccinated healthcare workers to thank them for all of their efforts in 2020 fighting the pandemic and um, racing against kicking this thing in the butt. Yeah, what a cool uh, just tip of the hat to all the people that have just putting their own health on the line, um, culminating in a football season that was successful, but obviously not without so much help from people like the ones that we'll see in attendance. So huge honor, huge respect to them, um, and excited to see them get uh, their their moment of glory uh, during the game. Definitely. Well, with that, we'll get you guys out of here. If you have some more time, you want to click play on a couple episodes, Highly recommend our last two with Noah Souza last week and Joey Giglio the week before. Great guys, great interviews, really good episodes. And we're excited to bring you a couple more guests here in the next couple weeks. So uh, enjoy the the bridge, the bridge of the gap that we have this week, uh, just with a couple of us bringing you some updates. Uh, and stay tuned for the next two weeks with some more special guests. And with that, let's, let's climb the ladder. ladder.